Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Primus, and I am your host. We have been looking at the life of um, uh, Joseph in Egypt, and he being the ruler and so forth. We looked at his brother's Coming before him, they didn't recognize him. He accused them of uh, being spies, and he hitched up a plan to um, get them to bring their family. And they don't know what's going on right now. They just um, see themselves being uh, put into a, a serious position right now. So um, the uh, Joseph told them that they're going to have to keep Simeon here, and you're going to have to go to bring Benjamin to me. On their way there, they saw that there was a sack um, of money that was put back into uh, their their sack. Um, and, uh, you know, they are now on their way. They panic about that. And so they are accusing each other, now talking about um, how God is punishing them because they sold their brother. Reuben is arguing, saying, I told you guys not to do that and all of those type of stuff. So we are picking up in 52, and now they are home. And then we'll continue and see. We are in the book of Yasher. Again, we've been utilizing, getting other sources other than the Bible to paint a better picture. Again, we are look pulling from the um, legend of the Jews, Josephus, um, the book of Yasher, and a couple other books as well that I'm, I'm studying to bring so that I can bring a better picture for you guys. So let's take the book of Yasher, chapter 52. Um, and they entered their house, and every man opened his sack. And they saw, and behold, every man's bundle of money was there, at which they and their father were greatly terrified. And Jacob said unto them, What is this that you have done to me? I sent you... I sent your brother Joseph to inquire after your welfare, and you said to me, A wild beast devoured him. And Simeon went with you to buy food, and you say the king of Egypt has confined him in prison, and you wish to take Benjamin to cause his death also, and bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave on account of Benjamin and his brother Joseph. Now, therefore, my son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he is left alone, and mischief may befall him by the way in which you go, as it befell his brother. So we see this family is still dealing with the trauma of this young man's death, or perceived death, and uh, the father is still dealing with it. He was in his teens. Now he is, we know that uh, Joseph is in his 30s. So this trauma is still there. Um, uh, as they say in, you know, in today's language, they, none of them have gone and uh, get some counsel on it and get some help to talk about it. But we see that this family is still traumatized by this young man not being there. The father's relationship to Benjamin is based on this trauma. And... Uh, we see this uh, being expressed as we read here, and it's really, uh, you know, that's what we are. We're family, we're, we're people, and we hurt, and it's good to see it from here. And this is why I read from these places so you guys could see 
stuff happens, man. But God is still there. And we're going to read all of this. And it's very funny to me that in the midst of this, God is quiet because God always spoke to Joseph. Uh, you, know, you know, this was his servant. And Joseph had um, done great things in the name of God. But we see here that he's not talking to him at this time. And uh, because God had already had a plan in place for even for them um, and the children of Israel with this one single man, uh, Joseph, and to bring them salvation. And so I want to encourage you guys, you may be thinking in your situation a certain way, but the Bible says God's thoughts are not your thoughts. So he's looking way ahead. He was looking years and years ahead. So let's take a look and see what is transpiring with his family. And so the father's refusing. He's like, no, man, I'm not going to allow you guys to take my son. You just went to buy some food. And, uh, the, you know, the king of Egypt, how did you get there? So it's a really wild story, if you think about it, you know. And he's arguing his point and said, no, I'm not letting you guys do this again. And let's see what Reuben says. And so and Reuben said out to his father, thou shalt slay my two sons, if I do not bring your son and place him before you. And Jacob said unto his son, Abide you here, and do not go down to Egypt, for my son shall not go down with you to Egypt, nor die like his brother. So we see that he's, Reuben is, you know, pleading his case, and Judah said unto them, Refrain from uh, him until the corn is finished, and he will then say, Take down your brother when he will find his own life and the life of his household in danger from the famine. Pretty smart. He said, you know, back up, bro. Let's let's just wait. Let's wait this out. And uh, let's see what he says after that. And in those days, the famine was sore throughout the land. And all the people of the earth went and came to Egypt to buy food. For the famine prevailed greatly amongst them. And the sons of Jacob remained in Canaan a year and two months until their corn was finished. Wow. So we're seeing some additional information, as I mentioned to you, as to what is going on. That's a long time to leave this boy in jail. So um, verse 8, it says, And it came to pass, after their corn was finished, the whole household of Jacob was pinched with hunger, and all the infants of the house of Jacob came together, and they approached Jacob, and they all summoned him. And they said unto him, Give us bread, and wherefore shall we all perish through hunger in your presence? Jacob heard the words of his son's children, and he wept uh, great weeping, and his pity was roused for them. And Jacob called unto his sons, and they all came and sat before him. And Jacob said unto them, And have you not seen how your children have been weeping over me? This day, saying, Give unto us bread, and there is none. Now therefore return and buy for us a little food. And Judah answered and said unto his father, If thou wilt send our brother with us, we will go down and buy corn for you. And if you will not send him, then we will not go down. For surely the king of Egypt particularly enjoyed, enjoined us, saying, you shall not see my face unless your brother be with you. For the king of Egypt is a strong and mighty king. And behold, if we shall go to him without our brother, we shall all, we shall all be put to death. 
So they are recognizing, and you remember, these are, uh, we saw that um, Simeon had shrieked this noise, and we know he did this before, and we see that those 70 men, those mighty men that um, that Joseph had sent to him, they panicked and, and went out, and uh, he was his son that said to him, who is this man talking like this, not knowing that, that his uncle, uh, he subdued him and took him down. So they're saying that these guys are powerful. Uh, this king is powerful, he and his people, and his family, basically. And uh, we can't go back over there without our brother. Um, or we shall all be put to death. Verse 12, Dost thou not know, and hast thou not heard, that this king is a very powerful and wise, and there is none like unto him in all the earth? Behold, we have seen all the kings of the earth, and we have not seen one like that king, the king of Egypt. Surely amongst all the kings of the earth there is none greater than Abimelech, king of the Philistines. Yet the king of Egypt is greater and mightier than he. And Abimelech can only be compared to one of his officers. Wow. Father, thou hast not seen his palace and his throne, and all his servants standing before him. Thou hast not seen that king upon his throne in pomp and royal appearance dressed in his kingly robe and a large crown, golden crown, upon his head. And thou hast not seen the honor and glory which God has given unto him, for there is not like unto him in all the earth. Father, thou hast not seen the wisdom, the understanding, the knowledge which God has given in his heart, nor heard his sweet voice when he spake unto us. We know not, Father, who made him acquainted with our names at all, and all that befell us. Yet he asked also after you, saying, Is your father still living, and it is well with, and is it well with him? Thou hast not seen the affairs of the governments of Egypt regulated by him, without inquiring of Pharaoh his lord. And thou hast not seen the awe and fear which he impressed upon all the Egyptians. And also, when we went from him, he treated, uh, threatened to do unto Egypt like unto the rest of the cities and the Amorites, and we exceedingly wroth against him, and were exceedingly wroth against him, all his words which he spoke concerning us as spies, and that when we shall again come before him in terror, in his terror, and fall upon us, and not one of us will be able to speak to him either a little or a great thing. Now therefore, Father, send, we pray thee, the lad with us, and we will go down and buy you food for our support, and not die through hunger. And Jacob said, Why have you dealt so ill with me to tell the king you had a brother? What is this thing that you have done unto me? And Judah said unto Jacob his father, Give the lad into my care, and we will rise up and go down to Egypt and buy corn and then return. And it shall be with when we return. If the lad be not with us, then let me bear your blame forever. Hast thou seen all of our infants weeping over there, over you uh, through hunger? And there is no power in your hand to satisfy them. Now let thy pity be roused for them and send our brother with us and we will go. For now will the Lord's kindness 
to our ancestors be manifested to you when you say that the king of Egypt will take away your son. As the Lord liveth, I will not leave him until I bring him and place him before you. And pray for us unto the Lord, that he may deal, deal kindly with us, to cause us to be received favorably and kindly before the king of Egypt and his men. And for had we not delayed, surely now we have returned a second time with your son. And Jacob said unto his son, I trust in the Lord God that he may deliver you and give you favor in the sight of the king of Egypt and in the sight of all men. And you guys, you've heard me talk about favor, what it is and how it works and how God uses that to um, cause the heart of our enemies to relent towards us and so that the will of God will be done in our life and in their life. Um, it was grace if you look at the story of, um, and we're going to get there later on when we talk about Moses and the children of Israel when they were leaving it was grace that God uh, released into the, ha- the hearts of the Egyptians. And then when they, um, when they asked them for their jewelry and their wealth, they gave them over freely. And God uses the same grace today to do the very same thing. So um, we see that, uh, um, you know, Jacob prayed and he trusts God that God's grace would be the uh, ingredient by which these men would have success in their journey. Now therefore rise up and go to the man and take for him your hands a present from from what can be obtained in the land and bring it before him. And may the Almighty give you mercy before him that he may send Benjamin and Simeon your brother with you. And all the men rose up and they took their brother Benjamin and they took in their hands a large present of the best of the land, and they took also a double portion of silver. Jacob strictly commanded his son concerning Benjamin, saying, Take heed of him in the way in which you are going, and do not separate yourself from him in the road, neither in Egypt. And Jacob rose up from his sons and spread forth his hand, and he prayed unto the Lord on account of his sons, saying, O Lord, God of heaven and earth, remember your servant, or your covenant with our father Abraham, remember it with my father Isaac, and deal kindly with my sons, and deliver them not into the hands of the king of Egypt. Do it, I pray thee, O God, for the sake of your mercies, and redeem all my children, and rescue them from Egyptians' power, and send them to their and and send their two brothers also. And all the wives of Jacob's sons and their children lifted up their eyes to heaven, and they all wept before the Lord and cried unto him to deliver their fathers from the hands of the king of Egypt. And Jacob wrote a record to the king of Egypt and gave it to the hand of Judah and into the hand of his sons for the king of Egypt, saying, For thy servant Jacob, son of Isaac, son of Abraham the Hebrew, the prince of God, the powerful and wise king, the revealer of secret king of Egypt, greetings. Be it unto, be it known to my lord the king of Egypt. The famine was sore upon us in the land of Canaan, and I send my sons thee to buy us a little food from thee for our support. For my sons summon me, and I and I'm being very old, cannot see with my eyes, 
for my eyes have become heavy through age as well as with daily weeping for my son Joseph, which whom whom uh, was lost before me, and I commanded my sons that they should not enter the gates of the city when they come into Egypt on account of the inhabitants of the land. And I also commanded them to go about Egypt to seek for my son Joseph, perhaps they might find him there, and they did so, and uh, they just considered them as spy of the land. So he's explaining to the king, I mean, that's our father would do that, I am dad, and I would understand. And so we see that, um, again, this family, the trauma that they, uh, this father um, is going blind, the med- the manifestation of his grief, of his pain, um, is showing up in his eyes due to his state of crying. And you and I need to be mindful of that, that when we hold all of that emotional energy within our body, it will manifest in sicknesses and diseases and so forth. Uh, we see that it manifests here with blindness. So you have to learn to release those emotional energy that you have in your soul, man. Oh, jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. And, and the Bible tells us that uh, um, as you, because the soul of the man is the intellect, um, the mind, and the emotion. And when it is housed there, because I've seen this before in other people, many people, that uh, our emotions affect us um, to a cellular level and it uh, causes um, changes within the body. So for those that are listening to this podcast and you're dealing with trauma, let it go, get before God, allow the, uh, the forgiveness to flow, allow the emotion of that um, incident to be released out of you so that you it doesn't manifest in your body and cause you to go blind or I, I've seen people with arthritis where I went to pray with people and God told me that they need to forgive and uh, she was holding unforgiveness in our in our heart and in, in our mind in our body it began to corrupt her of uh, our body and it turned into arthritis and God wanted to heal her. He requested that she would forgive her husband who had died over 10 years ago. Um, he cheated uh, on her with her best friend. She never forgave him. And as a, as not, as one that is walking in on forgiveness, it turned on her and began to eat her body and her hands and so forth. And God showed me this. I didn't, I didn't know who this woman was. Uh, we were out street witnessing, and he gave me all this information as I began to relay it to her. And um, uh, she uh, was holding all of that emotional trauma, and it caused um, arthritis within her body. And she told me that she will not release, she will not forgive him. She, she, she's going to die with, with that, and I'm sure she did. 
So be careful about what you're holding in you. Some of your diseases might be um, your emotions that you haven't released due to trauma. So we see that he's writing this letter to the king, explaining to them, and he tells the king, he says, I'm going blind um, because I've been crying all uh, every day for my son. And so, uh, uh, you know, I need you to, he's just crying for mercy, you know, uh, about this situation. So let's take a look and see, continue. Um, uh, so he says uh, that now, therefore, my Lord, and king, behold, I have sent my son before thee, and asked thee to speak unto my sons. I beseech you to put the eye upon him until he is returned to me in peace with his brethren. For dost thou not know, or hast thou not heard, that with our God did unto Pharaoh when he took uh, my mother Sarah, and what he did unto Abimelech and the Philistine on account of her, and also what uh, Father Abraham did to the nine kings of Elam, um, how he smote them all with a few men uh, that were with him, and also what my sons Simeon and Levi did unto the eight cities of the Amorites, how they destroyed them on account of their sister Dinah, and also on account of their brother Benjamin. They consoled themselves, consoled themselves for the loss of their brother Joseph, what will they do? Um, what will they then do for him when they see the hand of our people prevailing over them for his sake? Dost thou not know, O king of Egypt, that the power of God is with us, and that also God ever heard our prayer and forsaketh us not all the days? And when my sons told me of your dealing with them, I called not unto the Lord on account of you. For then thou wouldst have perished with the man before my son Benjamin came before thee. But I thought that as Simeon, my son, was in your house, perhaps you may deal kindly with him. Therefore, I did not this thing unto you. So we're seeing that he is saying that um, he hasn't released God, actually, through prayer to do something to him. Uh, because he's um, talking, giving the history of God's working, God working with this family, and they overcome and they conquer these kings. He, he's going through the whole history of the family and in relationship with God and how God works with them. And so um, uh, uh, it's very funny to me that God hasn't said anything at all to him and to talk to him. And so he's just watching this whole scene unfold um, and they not understanding. And when my sons told me of your dealing with them, I called not unto the Lord on account of you. And that is verse 39. Verse 40 reads, Now therefore, behold, Benjamin, my son, cometh unto you with my sons. Take heed of him and put your eyes upon him, and then will God place his eyes over you and throughout your kingdom. Now I have told you all that is in my heart, and behold, my sons are coming to you with their brother. Examine the face of the whole earth for their sake, and send them back in peace with their brethren. And Jacob gave the record to his sons into the care of Judah, he gave it unto the king of Egypt. Now we are going to chapter 53. And the sons of Jacob rose up, and took Benjamin and the whole of the presence, and they went 
and came to Egypt and they stood before Joseph. So now let's take a look and see what's going on and what he does with them. And Joseph beheld his brother Benjamin with them and he saluted them. And these men came to Joseph's house and Joseph commanded the superintendent of his house to give his brothers to eat and did so unto them. And at noon time, Joseph sent for the men to come before him with Benjamin. And the men told the superintendent of Joseph's house concerning the silver that was returned in their sack. And he said unto them, It will be well with you, fear not. And he brought their brother Simeon unto them. And Simeon said unto his brother, The Lord of the Egyptian has acted very kindly unto me. He did not keep me bound as you saw with your eyes. For when you went out from the city, he let me free and dealt kindly with me in his house. And Judah took Benjamin from his hand, by his hand, and they came before Joseph. And they bowed down to him to the ground. And the men gave the presents unto Joseph. And they all sat before him. And Joseph said unto them, It is well with you. It is well with your children. Is it well with your age, father? And they said, It is well. And Judah took the record uh, with Jacob and sent uh, what Jacob had sent and gave it unto the hand of Joseph. And Joseph read the letter and he knew his father's writing and he wished to weep. And he went into an inner room and he wept a great weeping and he went out. And he lifted, lifted up his eyes, behold, and beheld his brother Benjamin. And he said, Is this your brother of whom you're, uh, you spoke unto me? And Benjamin approached Joseph, and Joseph placed his hand upon his head, and he said unto him, May God be gracious unto you, my son. And when Joseph saw his brothers, the son of his mother, he again wished a, to weep, and he entered the chamber, and he wept there. And he washed his face, and he went out and refrained from weeping, and he said, Prepare food. And Joseph had a cup from which he drank, and it was a silver beautiful laid with onyx stone and bulinium, and Joseph stuck the cup in the sight of the brethren whilst they were sitting to eat with him. And Joseph said unto the men, I know by this cup that Reuben the firstborn, Simeon and Levi, and Judah, Ishkar, and Zebulun are children from one mother. Seat yourself to eat according to your birth. And he also placed another, uh, the other according to their birth. And he said, I know that your youngest brother has no brother, and I, like him, have no brother. He shall therefore sit down to eat with me. And Benjamin went up before Joseph and sat upon the throne. And the men beheld the act of Joseph, and they were astonished at them. And the men ate and drank at the time with Joseph. And he then gave presents unto them. And Joseph gave one gift unto Benjamin, and Manasseh and Ephraim saw the act of their father, and they also gave presents to him. And Osnath gave him one present, and they were five presents in the hand of Benjamin. And Joseph brought them out wine to drink, and they would not drink. And they said, From the day on which Joseph was lost, we have not drunk wine or eaten any delicacy. And Joseph swore unto them, and he pressed them hard, and they drank plentifully with him on that day. And Joseph afterwards turned to his brother Benjamin to speak with him. And Benjamin was still sitting upon the throne before Joseph. And Joseph said unto him, Hast thou begotten any children? And he said, Your servant has ten sons, and these are their names, Bela, Bekar, Hashbal, Gira, Naman, 
Ashi, Rush, Mapun, Kupim, and Ard, and I call their name after my brother, whom I have not seen. And he ordered them to bring before him his map of the stars, whereby Joseph knew all the times. And Joseph said unto Benjamin, I have heard that the Hebrews are acquainted with all wisdom. Dost thou know anything of this? And Benjamin said, Thy servant is knowing also in all the wisdom which my father taught me. And Joseph said unto Benjamin, Look now at this instruction, this instrument, and understand where your brother Joseph is in Egypt, who you said went down to Egypt. And Benjamin beheld the instrument with the map of the stars of the heaven, and he was wise and looked therein to know where his brother was. And Benjamin divided the whole land of Egypt into four divisions, and he found that he who was sitting upon the throne before him was his brother Joseph. And Benjamin wondered greatly when Joseph saw that his brother Benjamin was so much astonished. He said unto Benjamin, What hast thou seen, and why are you astonished? And Benjamin said to unto Joseph, I can see by this that Joseph my brother sitteth here with me upon the throne. And Joseph said unto him, I am Joseph your brother. Reveal not this thing unto your brothers. Behold, I will send you with them when they go away, and I will command them to be brought back again into the city, and I will take you away from them. And if they dare their life and fight, for you, then shall I know that they have repented of what they did unto me, and I will make myself known to them. And if they forsake you when I take you, then shall thou remain with me, and I will wrangle with them, and they shall go away, and I will not become known to them. At that time Joseph commanded his officers to fill their sack with food, and to put each man's money into his sack, and to put the cup in the sack of Benjamin and to give them provision for the road, and they did so unto them. And on the next day the men rose up early in the morning, and they loaded their asses with their corn, and they went forth with Benjamin, and they went to the land of Canaan, and their brother Benjamin. And they had gone, they had not gone far from Egypt when Joseph commanded him that was set over his house, saying, Rise, pursue the men before they go too far from Egypt. Say unto them, Why has you stolen my master's cup? And Joseph's officers rose up and reached them and spake unto them all the words that Joseph. And when they had heard this thing, they became exceedingly wroth. And they said, He with whom thy master's cup shall be found shall die, and we will also become slaves." So we're coming to the end of 53. We're seeing this family drama going on. And uh, so let's finish this up and then we'll pick it up uh, uh, on the next podcast. So, and they hastened and each one brought down his sack from his ass and they looked in the bag and the cup was found in Benjamin's bag and they all tore their garments and they returned to the city and they smote Benjamin in the road <laughs> continually. Uh, smiting him until he came into the city and they stood before Joseph. I'm sure we would do the same thing, guys. So um, that's why I was chuckling. And Judah's anger was kindled and he said, This man 
has only brought me back to destroy Egypt this day. And the men came to Joseph's house, and they were found Joseph sitting upon the throne, and all the mighty men standing at his right and left. So this is a different posture that he has when they were first here. And Joseph said unto them, What is this act that you have done, that you took my silver cup and went away? But I know that you took my cup in order to know thereby in what part of the land your brother was. And Judah said, What shall we say to our Lord? What shall we speak? And how shall we justify ourselves? God has this day found the iniquity of all thy servants. Therefore has he done this thing to us this day. And Joseph rose up and caught hold of Benjamin and took him from his brethren with violence. And he came to the house and locked the door at them. And Joseph commanded him, that was set over his house, that he should stay unto them. Thus said the king, Go in peace to your fathers. Behold, I have taken the man in whom whose hand the cup was found. So I want to thank you guys for coming back. We're going to pick up um, in 54 uh, next week, but we're getting a chance to see some additional stuff again that the Bible is not talking talked about, and uh, we're getting a better picture. So I'm getting excited bringing all this stuff to you guys so you would get a chance to uh, have some fun, man. Um, so uh, anyway, I want to thank you guys. Um, Happy New Year, as I mentioned. Let's do it this year. Let's grow. Let's become strong. Let's become wise. Let's get all the tangible, the intangible blessings. Let's walk in the grace of God. Let's walk in his, um, in the blessing so that we can get all that we desire from him, even in the financial realm. Learn. The Bible tells us that we must grow in grace. I want to admonish you guys to go and find a way to grow in grace, uh, get in the word and uh, allow it to um, change your heart. Those that are traumatized, I want to talk to you for a minute and just tell you, you need to let go of that emotional uh, peace that took place, whatever it was. Find a way by which you can forgive that individual and so that you can free yourself from this bondage. And maybe in some of your cases, when you begin to move through it, you will see a difference within your body, those ones that were affected in their health as a result of their trauma and holding of their emotions. I want to thank you guys again for um, sharing this podcast with other people. We see it growing, and I thank you for your support, all those that are supporting us financially. I thank you so much. I do appreciate it. And um, I know there stuff about buying coffee and, and links you can go and give one-time, um, you know, gifts uh, um, and so forth. They're all there for you to uh, reach out and do as God uh, impressed on your heart to do. So I want to thank you again, and we will chat next time. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode.